Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Red X Podcast. I'm Tyler Fenn here at Red X. Today is Friday, November 27th. It is Black Friday, and we are uh, excited to have everybody here. I've got Kent Brown with me. Kent, welcome back to the Red X Podcast. Thanks, Tyler. Excited to be here. I'm glad that you could join us. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of people joining the podcast community, and uh, and and many of them may not know that you've been a guest on our podcast before. Um, and uh, and what I would love is I'd love for you to just give a brief background of of your uh, of your experience in real estate, bring people up to speed about who you are, and and uh, and then we'll talk about why we've got you on the podcast again today. Uh, but if you could do that, I, I'd really appreciate it. Let our our newer viewers get to know you a little bit. Definitely. So I'm I'm Kent Brown. I'm with Summit Realty out of the Salt Lake, Provo, Utah area. So any referrals you want to send my way, love to get them. Take good care of your your clients. Um, been doing real estate for about two and a half years now, and yeah, just in a brokerage that prospects a lot and kind of caught that bug. Caught the bug with Mike Ferry. Use a lot of his scripts and. What else do you want to know? Well, so the the two and a half of the years that you've been in real estate have been very successful. Is, is that's is that correct? Is that a fair way for me to say that? Very, yeah, very lucrative. <laughs> um, and uh, and and we've got you on the podcast here because not only because of that success, but because a lot of that success has come from using Red X. And and uh, even in your first year, if I'm not mistaken most of your transactions came from Red X. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say 95% of my transactions came from Red X and just cold yeah. calling and prospecting. I, I, I love it. And I love prospecting, which is why we brought you back on here. And and we've, uh, we've invited you back on the podcast, Kent, because as a Red X customer, a lot of times people just use one or two or maybe three of our products, but you've got some experience with all of our products, correct? Yeah, the whole suite. So that's that's why I've brought you back on here today. I want to talk a little bit about some of those products because, uh, you know, we've been around almost 20 years as a company. We've been providing expired listings for uh, for for over 17 years now, and uh, and many people that's that's what they know us for. They know us as expireds and maybe the for sale by owners along with that. Uh, and and some people just have no idea that there's some other products that we provide that are incredibly lucrative that are that are even fun to prospect to. And, uh, and and that's why I brought you here so we can talk about some of those. Um, one of the things that I want to ask first is of the of the different products that we have, the different lead types that we provide, which there's five of them, right? We've got our expireds, the for sale by owners, the for rent by owners, the geo leads, and the pre foreclosures. I'm curious to know which one is your favorite to prospect to. That's a tough one. I would say, in in what sense? Because I like money. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So let's, let's that low hanging fruit that you can just get money. But I also like building my database and having future opportunities. So I really enjoy geo leads. I, I, I would say I mean, that's a loaded question. So, okay. So let me change the question then. 
which of these lead types has been most lucrative for you in your business? Most lucrative would be expireds and geo leads. Okay. So let, let's let's talk about expired listings for a little bit. Um, you, you and I know each other, obviously. We've done this podcast before, and you've you've helped us with with some few other things. So I know you a little bit better than our listeners do. But I know that expired listings was a big part of your business the first year as a real estate agent. Um, and and you'd mentioned that you uh, you belong to a brokerage that that prospects very heavily. Your broker pushes prospecting pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, what what was it like getting into? I mean, as a brand new agent, prospecting to expireds in a brokerage that pushes prospecting very heavily. What was it like your first your first experiences with expired listings? Was it overwhelming? Was it intimidating? Was it easy to pick up? Tell, walk walk us through maybe your first experiences with expireds. Yeah, so I mean, I I had a little bit of exposure to it. I'll give you a better example. I do. I partner with my wife. So Heather's my, my business partner. Mm -hmm. Her first day prospecting, she got expired. She got a $465,000 listing. So by spending one day on the phone, essentially she made $13,000 just off of expired leads and prospecting. So it is intimidating because they're getting, they're getting calls. I think the biggest thing that that my broker taught me with prospecting, with going on appointments is never be attached to the outcome. Just okay. go through, stick to your scripts and the people that want to want to sell will give you the, that opportunity. So, so have you, that, that, that's a fantastic lesson, right? Once you become emotionally involved in, in the outcome of something, then it's a huge letdown when that doesn't happen. And I know that I've seen that with a lot of real estate agents, especially new agents is, you know, as soon as they have a, a, a buyer who's in, right, then they're, they're super, super caught up on, on what's going to happen. Let's get that under contract. And then it falls through and it's a hard thing to deal with. Well, uh, the check. Right, right. So it, it, for, for you, did you find that that was hard to do in the beginning? Like as a new agent, were you attached and that was a hard lesson you had to learn or, or, as your broker taught you that, it was easy to go, okay, that, that makes sense. Let me separate my emotions from the outcome um, early on. Was that was that a hard lesson to learn? Yeah, it was. I, so I look at it, it's going to be a hard lesson to learn if you're not generating. It, it doesn't matter if you're a brand new agent, if you've had 15 years in the business, if you're not generating and prospecting, you're always going to be attached to the outcome. You're So... It was hard in the beginning because I had zero pipeline that I was working with. So everybody that told me yes, I was, okay, I, I need to be attached to the outcome. I need to be attached to the outcome. And it goes away. It's a normal thing. So don't feel bad if you're attached to the outcome. Just keep on filling your pipeline and that will go away. When you generate, you don't have to tolerate. I, I, I love that. When you generate, you don't have to tolerate, right? In other words, you get to pick the people that you work with. You're, yeah. you're not, you're not beholden to one or two people who, who are going to be your, your next and only commission checks for the foreseeable future, right? You, you, you're saying pack your pipeline because then when something falls through, that's okay. There's other stuff happening that you're already working on. Yeah, exactly. Well, well that's the biggest thing about, about joining Red X is you can calculate your income. It's predictable. So tell, so tell me, tell me what you mean, because there's a lot of people that are like, real estate is unpredictable because you're, you're working on commission only, right? So, so tell me more what you mean by that. Cause I think that's a crucial 
a crucial aspect that that agents need to understand. Well, one thing that Red X has is that is that pulse tracker, which I don't know how deep you want to go into that, but that it literally counts your numbers of how many people you're dialing, connecting with to appointments. So it'll track all of that for you. So it becomes very predictable after a couple of months to say, man, I want, I need, I need $10,000. In order to make $10,000, I have to make, talk to a hundred people about real estate to get that commission check. So it becomes- well, so if I understand what you're saying is is the the tracking the numbers um, pulse the feature in Vortex that you're referring to, uh, essentially gives you some data to work from that allows you to go okay I want to make ten thousand dollars in order to do that I need you know one point two listings in order to get one point two listings I know that you know my my I I close seventy five percent of the listings that I take right it allows you to look at those numbers and relate that all the way back to even how many phone calls I need to make today, how many expired listings do I need to prospect to today in order to make sure that I'm going to make $10,000. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And you can bank on that, that money coming in. I mean, it would be without the pulse tracker. I look at it as getting on a treadmill that doesn't tell me how far I'm going or how long I've been on it. So, you you know, when you have that data in front of you, you're going to go farther. You're going to push yourself harder. especially when you have the opportunity to make as much money as we do in real estate. So I, and that's super true. I I think that, um, you know, oftentimes, and we've done some webinars and things in the past where we talk about understanding your numbers, that you have to track those numbers in your business, because that is, like you said, you've, you've got to know where you're at in order to, in order to know where you want to be. And, and it's really hard if you're not paying attention to that. And, and like you said, that pulse feature tracks all of that for you. Are, are there, are there, are there particular things in that pulse feature that you look at more than others? Uh, contacts to appointment set is really what I look at. And then some people will struggle with spending extra money on the dialer. I was one of those people. And I look at it as how much time I'm spending on the phones how much I'm making per hour on the phones. And I make $575 an hour on the phone with a dialer. So take that dialer away. I'm cutting, I'm cutting my worth by three quarters. So, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. Um, like you said, sometimes that the, the cost of the dialer at a hundred dollars a month is, is a, uh, is a huge hurdle for a lot of people. Uh, but for you to look at it and go, I know that my value on the phones, 500, what did you say? $575 an hour. Yeah. Is, is, I mean, you work, you work one hour and the dialer has paid for itself almost six times over. And, um, and it's, it's such an amazing thing because people who dial by hand in my, in my experience, people who dial by hand can are, are doing 15 to 25 dials in an hour. But then you, but then you, 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 you pay the fee for a dialer where there's almost no learning curve, right? It's super, super simple to learn. And, and you can do 40 to, you know, you told me one time that you've done um, over 150 calls sometimes in an hour. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, to, to 10 X your productivity is, is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Even to three X your productivity, if you could make 45 calls in an hour versus 15 is, is pretty phenomenal. Now, so you mentioned you mentioned earlier. You said you're a big Mike Ferry guy. You coach under the Mike Ferry organization, and you use his scripts. Um, 
I assume that you take his scripts and you just put those into Vortex so they're right there for you? Yeah, I do. So they just, they're right there, they pop up and I can just go through them. I've done them enough now to where I have them down. I know them by heart. Um, memorize, internalize, and then make them your own is the okay. three big things that he teaches. So I'm kind of into that, make it my own, but it's still the Mike Ferry script. It's so when when um, when you and your wife were on the podcast, it might have been April, might have been earlier this year in April. I think that you guys were on together. Uh, she she told this story about how how you guys because you practiced scripts so often together and role played so often together that that your two year old would start to to mimic that. Yeah, it, 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 I remember her telling that story on on our previous podcast that, that when she was on with us. Um, I yeah, so refresh me this refresh the story for me because it's a pretty cool story. I just don't remember all the details. Yeah, so he would we we would be in the car. We would I mean we we're trying to learn it, and truthfully, we both said, "Man, we would never say this in real life." Now I can't imagine not using a script. We're everybody's scripted. Hey, how are you, Tyler? I'm doing good. How are you? You have a scripted right. answer for everything. So it, it just seemed natural. But anyways, the story of our son, Asher, and we have that video, so I could send that to you. We'd just be sitting in the car and he'd say, mom, ring, ring. Hello? Hi, this is Asher with Summit Realty. Do you want to sell your house? <laughs> I, I, you know what's so cool about that story, though? I mean, it's, it's adorable, it, you know, your two-year-old doing that. We, I mean, we love to see that. But what's, what's cool is, is how often you and your wife had to have spent time practicing those scripts for your two-year-old to pick up on that and, and, and be able to mimic that back to you. Um, in the beginning, what was practicing scripts like? I mean, it, I mean, obviously you guys are doing it in the car while you're driving together. What, what, other, what other effort went into learning those scripts to get to the point where you've memorized, internalized, and now you're making them your own? So every day I, I chant them five times as fast as I can. Okay. And then I do the pauses as well. After that, I read it two times with pauses. So I do that half an hour before I prospect. If you look at all good speakers and you look at their routines, they're going to warm up. They're not just going to get on the, go on stage and present. They're warming up their voices for hours and hours and hours. So I feel like I should do the same thing for at least a half an hour. So I read it five times fast. And then one big thing that really helped me was writing out my scripts for 30 okay. days, solid. And there's something about putting pen to paper that just makes you memorize it. One thing that Heather and I did is we would practice our scripts and see how far we could get without looking. And I think that's where our kids started picking it up because it took a while, but, and there's nine or 10 questions in the, in the script. But I think the big thing for us was we would practice the different objection handlers. That's where I really started becoming confident because for every question that you ask, you know the response that you're getting. So wouldn't it be easier if you know that, hey, if I ask this question, it's going to trigger this response and I know exactly how to respond to that to get them to speak with me more. So would you, would you attribute some of your success or some or even all of your success that you and your wife have had in the, in the few years that you guys have been in real estate to the amount of effort that went into learning the craft early on. I mean, this, these hours that you guys spent practicing and writing down scripts and 
practicing objections. Do you think that that was key or do you, or looking back, do you go, eh, I could have got by without it? No, it was, it was definitely key. I think if you're ignorant and you don't know what to say, you're going to be scared. People don't hire scared people. They want confident. They want confidence. And if you know what you're going to say, you come off confident. I, I, I love that. Thank you. I, I, I totally agree. I think that is, um, I think that's so crucial. And, and often we overlook it, right? Role play is uncomfortable. It's, yeah. It's awkward and uncomfortable, and uh, but but it's in my in my opinion, it's it's and you validated it for me, right? Is it's crucial if you really want to achieve a level of success that is more than just scraping by, because you can live paycheck to paycheck in real estate just like you can anywhere else. And yep. uh, and and I think I think I think your you and your wife, your team together has have shown that look, you can build so much more than that by putting in the effort early on, which is really cool. Yeah, I think it's just having minimum standards. Because if you, the thing with real estate, if you leave thinking that you're going to make millions of dollars, but you don't raise your standard of money that you're going to earn and have that specific amount, you're always going to earn what you made when you left your job. Because that's your minimum standard. So if you that, want- That's a really astute observation. I've never heard it said that way, but that is- I totally agree. I, if you want to make more money, raise your minimum standard. To say, so, yeah. So let me let me change gears a little bit because because you started with expireds, and I think expireds, as you mentioned, was a huge part of your first year in real estate. But you also mentioned when I said, "What's your favorite?" Right? You said, "Well, geo leads." Right? You said expireds, the low hanging fruit, and geo leads. So tell me more about how you use geo leads in your business, and 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 what and how that really helps you to to. Uh, set listing appointments and take clients? Yeah, I think it, it can help you in so many ways. That's why I, I like geo leads a lot because they're so diverse. If you list or sell a property, you can call around it. If you take a buyer and you sell them that property, you can call around the neighborhood because chances are the other agent isn't calling the neighborhood. So you can call and do that. My favorite is when I have a buyer that's looking in an area it almost makes me salivate because I can say, hey, I have this buyer. I have Tyler Friend, a buyer. He wants to move into your specific area. When do you plan on moving? So so in other words, you're, you're not just setting a, a hot sheet on the MLS and making sure that your client gets an email with the criteria homes that fit. You're out there proactively seeking out, you're, you're generating listings for your specific buyers based on the area that they want to work in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and especially in this market, that is so key to picking up buyers because you can say, listen, Tyler, we can go, and I say this on the phone, you can pick an agent that's going to set you up on a hot sheet and I'm sure some already have, have they? Yeah, perfect. Do you just want to see homes that are on the market and you're competing with 50 other people to buy this house? Would you rather have an agent that's going to go out and work hard to find off-market properties where you're the only one because you're the only one working with Kent Brown? It's, yeah, yeah. See, that'd be a real, it's, it, it even, I know that we're just playing, we're just role-playing, but it's hard for me to even go, oh no, you know, or, yeah, I mean, because yeah, if I was in a position where I'm buying, that's what I want. That's yeah. what I want in my agent is I want to know that they have my best interests at heart and they're working hard to, 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 to achieve that best interest, right? They're, they're working hard to do that. Um, 
what else? I mean, well, let me ask this question, not what else. How often are you using GeoLeads as a, as a prospecting tool? Every day. I prospect GeoLeads probably two hours a day. Wow. And, and so, okay, so, so so hold on. Let me ask this this question then yeah. real quick. What does your prospecting schedule look like? Because I know Expireds is a big part of it also. So walk me through, if you're spending two hours just on GeoLeads, walk me through your, your whole prospecting schedule. So I do Expireds, canceled. I do both of those. I, that's one thing I really like about Red X is a, you can call canceled as well. Mm-hmm. That's a really lucrative lead, lead type. Then I do new for sell by owners. Typically new for sell by owners don't want to do anything with you. They, they're just wanting to try it out. So I try to figure out, gauge them on how long they're going to sell on their own before they'll start interviewing agents. Then I cut that time in half and just continually follow up with them. And it would amaze you how many don't sell on their own and will hire you if you just follow up aggressively. But you're still calling them right when they hit the market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's when they're that's when they're wanting to sell. They're the most motivated to sell. So you can get a lot out of them. They're not frustrated yet. You can get a lot of your ammunition for when you call them back later. Then I do for rent by owners all the new for rent by owners. There's not a lot of competition there. I love for rent by owners because a lot of times you can either pick up sellers or if they don't want to sell, you can pick them up as buyers. They're always looking for opportunities to buy more properties. So, so let me, let me tell our little, our listeners a little bit more about why, about why that's the case, right? Because some people, the for, the for rent by owners is still kind of new to Red X, uh, but the for rent by owners are the self-managed uh, property investment properties, pe- people like me who own a rental property or two, and I manage, I'm the landlord and, and I don't pay a management company to do that. And the most stressful time for, for people um, in that role is, is when there's a vacant property or a, a, a property that's about to come vacant. And so they're out looking for new tenants, right? And it's the most stressful time because they often leverage the rent to pay the mortgage. And so- yeah. Uh, and so you're calling these people who are looking for tenants, but you're calling them as a listing opportunity primarily. Is that right? Yes, correct. So a lot of times I, I'll say, have you ever thought, how long have you owned the property? Uh, 10 years. Perfect. So you probably have a lot of equity, right? Yeah, we have quite a bit of equity. Have you ever thought about selling this one and buying two more with that equity? Because a, a lot of them are active, but not as active as I am. Right. I mean, they're you mean they're active investors. They're out. They're yeah. They're wanting to grow their portfolio, but they're just looking at doing one property a year, one property every three or four years. So if they, so if you go in and say, "Man, you could leverage this and buy two more rental properties, and increase your net worth and how much money passive income you have coming in," that's a no-brainer. So, and, and you've had experiences, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've had experiences where calling those for rent by owners has turned into multiple transactions. Is that right? Yeah. So walk me through how that works, because that sometimes is what's most exciting for people is going, well, I can prospect to one, one person and that might turn into two or three or even more transactions. Tell me how that works. So I think the biggest one Again, I'll go back to the geo leads. I called a for rent by owner. He said, you know, I really want to buy in this neighborhood. So I was like, cool, I'll call the neighborhood. So called the neighborhood. 
picked up a lady who sold two of her houses. The guy bought one of them and then we sold another one. So, and then the same lady turned around with the money that she sold for those two properties and bought another property down South, which we represented her in for, it was a $1.4 million bed and breakfast. So all in all, that one call to that for rent by owner and then doing geo leads, we calculated we made somewhere around 89, 90,000. Your, your, your dollar per hour went way up calling yeah. your leads that month, right? Yeah, I mean, it did. And then she, she owns a home close by and she's going to sell that this year to move into the property she bought down in down south. Well, and, and you know what? Stories like that aren't terribly uncommon. We've talked to mm -hmm. a lot of our customers prospecting the for rent by owners who, you know, they call somebody who, yeah, they want to sell that rental property plus another one plus their primary residence and then buy a new one. And so you represent them in four different transactions. And, and, uh, and, and that, like you said, $90,000 commission is, is pretty fantastic when you make one contact. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing with prospecting it. It can grow as long as you provide them great service, which you will. And that's the thing that uh, I had to get out of my head is I'm just another realtor. There's so many bad realtors out there that I look at. I look at it as I don't want to have a bad name as a realtor. So I'm going to represent them. So they have a good taste. in their mouth. Love it. I love it. It, it. I think that a lot of times the general public, general public views all realtors as created equal. Yeah. But that, that's certainly not true. I mean, not even, not even close. I mean, there are good realtors and there are, there are realtors that need improvement. And uh, I, 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 I love that you recognize that and go, I want to be the guy that is improving. I want to be the guy that's providing real value. Um, okay. So you, you start with expireds, you go expireds and canceleds. And then, uh, and then you said that brand new for sale by owners, you gauge how long you think they're going to really take the time to try to sell it on their own. And then you cut that time in half, follow up with them again. Yep. Um, and then, and then the for rent by owners. And then after that is, is it where you're going to geo leads? Where, where does your, where does your sphere of influence fit in? So after that I do geo leads, I usually do my SOI on the drive home because they're okay. long conversations. I have about a 20 minute drive. So I call my SOI isn't so huge right now that I'm gathering a ton of deals out of that. So I'll call them on the way home. That way I'm not rushed to get them off the phone. I can have good conversations with them, chat with them a little bit and just, you know, cement that relationship a little bit more. So, so you've been in, you've been in real estate almost three years now, full time with your wife. Uh -huh. And even in that time, most of your transactions are still coming from prospecting. Yeah. Yeah, they, and they probably will for another two or three years. And during that time, you said earlier, you said, I like to build my database. And so you're doing that, obviously, as you take on clients. But but you just mentioned, you said, look, my network isn't so huge that it's providing me all the deals that keep me busy. And so you're still out there and you've got, like you said, another few years, you're still out there generating and, and, uh, and using Red X to do that. Yeah. And that's the great thing about it is it, it serves two purposes of getting now business and working to get future business and create relationships. I, I, I love it. I love it. So let me ask this question because here's one of the questions that people often have, especially with expired listings is what about wrong phone numbers? And, and, and that's, 
there, I mean, there, there's always going to be wrong phone numbers as, as uh, with any provider that you go with because of how we are out acquiring data. It's not a, a perfect science. Uh, but how do you handle wrong phone numbers, especially when, say, prospecting to expired listings? What, what, it, what does it do to your mindset? How do you treat those? T talk me through that a little bit because that's often, that's often a, a, a hesitation for people. They go, well, I don't want to get wrong phone numbers. I, uh, you know, how to, what, what do you do then? So tell me, walk me through what you do with wrong phone numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to run into wrong phone numbers. I, again, we go back to the dialer. You're not going to fill it with the dialer. It's gotcha. just, you run into a wrong phone number. Oh, well, you wasted five seconds with them. If I reach a wrong number though, I say, sorry, I have the wrong number then. Tyler, maybe you can help me out. I was looking for the homeowner of 123 Main Street. Did you ever used to live there? Uh, yes, yes, I used to. You did, okay. Do you want to move back? They were trying to sell it and didn't it? No, no, I don't, thank you. No, okay. Well, while I have you, I am a local real estate agent. Tyler, when do you plan on buying your next home? Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Okay. Would you like to at least be kept up to date on what the market is doing? Uh, how, how would you do that? How, how would you do that for me? Yeah. So I can either send you out a monthly email or a quarterly email. Which one would you prefer? And, and you just send what's going on in the market? Yeah. And just send them a market update. All right. Just, yeah. Send that to me quarterly. Okay. Yeah. So, so in other words, growing database. Yeah. In other words, you, you're just turning that into a contact. Yeah. You've got somebody on the phone. Who cares if it's the person that you intended to reach? You you turn that into a positive contact anyway. Yeah. It seems it seems so simple. It is. And and it's it's uh it's interesting, you know, when you when you get into some of the discussions online or on social media about prospecting to expire, it's how many people will not prospect to expire, it's because of a few wrong phone numbers. Uh, when, when there's still so much gold in that, in that lead type, am I right? Yeah. And, and I guess the thing I would bring up, if you're worried about wrong phone numbers, are you knocking on their door or is it just an excuse that you don't want to prospect to expire? I got you. Makes it simple. Yeah. I, well, and I love what you said, using the dialer, just, I mean, you don't even feel it right because you're moving so quickly is, is if it's a wrong phone number, no problem. Do your best to turn it into a contact and then move on. And, uh, and I think, I think that goes back to what we talked about initially is understanding the numbers behind your prospecting and really tracking that with pulse and, uh, or even on pen and paper, if you had to do it that way. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's a numbers game, right? It really yeah. is. And, and, the, and the more you're doing that and the more you're, you're, you're reaching out to people right or wrong, um, it, you turn those into a contact and that contributes to the bottom line in the end. Yep. And you can always throw out a, yeah, that, that's exactly it. Wrong contacts are my favorite because you can always throw out some sense of humor comment. Like, like do you want to move back? Yeah. Or or if I'm a, it's a wrong number in a neighborhood, I just say, you know, I'm you sound like a really nice person. I'm trying to get rid of really bad neighbors in this neighborhood. Would you want to move into it? <laughs> I, 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 and worst case scenario, they say no and you move on, right? But yeah. it'd, be, it'd be pretty hard to not, be jovial at a, at a comment like that, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I love it. Kent, this is, uh, I, I love having you on the podcast. I, I, uh, we appreciate you as a Red X customer and, and as a podcast guest because um, you, you, you are, 
you are evidence that prospecting works, right? Is that getting in there and creating a business uh, around prospecting is is not only not only crucial, but but just how incredibly important it is. So we we uh, we're grateful that you took the time out of your busy day again to be with us here. Um, Absolutely. I I, uh, I want to thank all of our listeners who uh, who attend this every single week. Obviously, this week was a little bit different with Thanksgiving yesterday. We didn't don't want to do a podcast on the holiday, but uh, hopefully, we didn't interrupt anybody's uh, anybody's Black Friday shopping too much. We're grateful for anybody who took time out of their busy day to uh, to, to be here with us. Uh, Kent, if you'll hang tight with me, we'll go over a few things after the podcast. Thanks again, guys and gals. Make sure if you're not subscribed here that you uh, that you go to our our uh, our website. Uh, theradix.com, click the podcast link in the header, and you can subscribe to get updates on these podcasts, uh, including upcoming and highlights from uh, from the different podcasts that we've done in the past. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a fantastic December and a fantastic 2021. Thanks, Tyler. Bye.